0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 257, and today we're going to be talking about a really big topic that a lot of people have asked me questions about, and I really don't have all the answers, and that's why I invited on Mark Faggiano from TaxJar all about sales tax. So we're going to give you a full rundown of like sales tax 101 plus He's going to answer some of the biggest questions from sellers right now, whether you're a new seller, whether you're an old seller, uh, you are going to uh, probably hear some answers to those questions that you might have been asking yourself or maybe that have been talked about in some forums or Facebook groups or any of that stuff. So I really wanted to have Mark on because I know that he... He definitely publishes a lot about this topic because he has a service called TaxJar, which I use, by the way, but I'm going to really dig deep because I know a lot of you want to know this, and so do I, so that's what I plan on doing here is uh, asking Mark these questions and uh, getting to the bottom of it as best that we can. Uh, now, a little funny story here before we jump into the, uh, the conversation that I had with Mark. This all happened because I've been sending people to the Tax Jar blog for probably about a year and a half now, if not longer, because anytime I get a sales tax question, I always point them to the blog because they have such great information to clarify the best the best that I've seen out there, so I've been pointing people there, and I haven't been an affiliate or anything like that up until recently, and uh, actually, Jennifer Dunn, who's one of their team members, reached out to me and said, hey, we've been having some people come over and saying that they came from the podcast and just wanted to thank you for that, and uh, actually, she, she sent me out a, a swag kit. It was a T-shirt, tax jar a T-shirt, which was kind of cool, which I love it, by the way, um, and, uh, and a hat. And uh, yeah, so she just reached out and said, you know, is there any other thing that we can do to support you? And I said, yeah, let me have Mark on the podcast. I'd love to have him. And uh, and that's what we've done. So uh, that's how this kind of all happened, just to kind of give you a little bit of an insight on how it's all happened. Um, so just wanted to throw that out there and let you guys know that I'm really excited to have Mark on. You guys are going to get so much value. The one thing I do need to throw in here is a little disclaimer. So no way, shape, or form is Mark or myself giving legal advice here. We're just giving you information as we see it. Um, Reach out to your attorney for legal advice and they can direct you in the best way possible. And also you have to use your own common sense here. All right. So again, just a little disclaimer there. All right. So with that out of the way, let's go ahead and listen to this awesome conversation that I had with Mark Fagiano. Well, hey, Mark, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come on the podcast. What's up, man? How you doing?
1: Hey, great, Scott. Great to be here. Uh, everything's good today. Thanks for
0: asking. That, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Uh, we've got a lot of questions coming in and you're the, the sales tax guy, I guess, that people kind of go to and kind of ask questions. I know we, we said before we got on here, we, we both should say that you know we're not CPAs, we're not experts in this as far as like giving expert advice or legal advice, um, but you do have a lot of knowledge in this space. You have a Uh, a piece of software called tax jar that actually helps with this. And you have a lot of information on your blog, um, a lot of information. So again, I think you're the the perfect person to answer a lot of these questions, um, about this. So before we jump in though, maybe you can kind of give us a little bit of a background as far as like, you know, how you even got into this thing as far as like sales tax for e-commerce businesses.
1: Yeah, sure. Great question. So, um, I'm actually you know an entrepreneur by by heart and um, have started a number of businesses over the last 10 plus years and the thing that really gets me excited is as a former small business owner is figuring out ways to um, help businesses grow and one of the ways to do that right is to build products that eliminate things that are a pain and things that get in the way Of growth and a lot of those are back end administrative Mm -hmm. things, right? And sales tax probably the best example, especially for an e commerce uh, business. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, yeah. Um, a lot of customers from previous businesses always said things like, "Hey, you know, you're solving this problem. Have you ever looked into sales tax?" And, And when the timing was right and it was time to start another business, looked into it and said, "Man, this is one that." Too many people that I know and respect their needs are being completely ignored. Mm-hmm. We need to go try to solve this problem to make it easier.
0: No, it, it is too. It is a, a – it's, it's still a little – it's a little weird. I mean, there's a lot of different people out there that uh, talk about, uh, you know, physical products and then charging sales tax because it's internet sales and where do you have to pay and um, when should you start to pay and and kind of all of those questions. And I think people in the digital world, as far as digital products, they don't really uh, need to worry about this as much. Obviously, if you're selling to people in your own home state and stuff like that, I mean, you're doing business there. But with Amazon, and that's primarily what people are, are selling or people are selling on when listening to this podcast. Uh, Some are starting their own e-commerce as well. But, uh, you know, mainly about Amazon, when people get started, they're thinking to themselves, this is great and all. But now I'm starting to hear about this thing called Nexus and I'm starting to hear, you know, and it's it's very confusing. I got to admit, I mean, I was confused. Um, I actually uh, (laughs) I reached out to my father and I'm like, you know, hey, can you spend some time and dig through this uh, this tax jar blog and kind of figure out you know, exactly the approach that we should be uh, doing. And as far as like, when we should be, we be doing this. So I do feel that pain, (laughs) you know, Uh, it is confusing. And I think that you see that as too with all of the questions. So maybe we can make this less confusing today in a condensed version. Obviously, if people want to learn more, I'm sure we can direct them over to your blog. But um, what are some of the common things that you see people asking um, questions? I have some questions here too, but I'm just curious, like, what are you seeing that you're getting like over and over and over again?
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of things. I mean, we hear from, I don't have a number, but at least uh, probably a handful of FBA sellers every day through our uh, support channel asking some variation of, um, Hey, you know, I'm either brand new to FBA or I've been with FBA for a long time and I'm just hearing about Nexus. Exactly Mm -hmm. what you mentioned, Scott. Um, you know, boil this down for me. Right. Tell me, tell me, yeah. <laughs> tell me if the rumors are true. <laughs> right. Right. Um, cause I'm really confused. And they also mentioned like, look, I just want to do the right thing. Right. Right. right? I don't, I don't want to get screwed here. I'm working way too hard on my business. I don't want to omit something here that's going to come back to bite me in sure. the future. So, uh, folks are often looking for clarity around when's the right time to collect when they don't have to collect, what is nexus? And also, like, where do I go from here? Okay, like, all right, fundamentally, I understand what I need to do. How does this relate to my Amazon business? How do I get Amazon working for me the way it should be when it comes to sales tax? And then how do I get compliant um, after the transaction of filing returns? And that's where we focus a lot of time on educating sellers and, you know, happy to dig in to as much as that as you you need to.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think one of the biggest ones here right now that we could probably clarify is what is Nexus? Maybe you can kind of dig into that a little bit.
1: Yeah, so Nexus is a connection or a presence in a state that basically causes you to be required to comply with their sales tax laws. So if you have Nexus in a state, you're supposed to follow their laws um, if they have sales tax laws. Not every state does. Mm -hmm. Um, Forty-five states do. Um, You're supposed to follow those laws, which means – um, getting a sales tax license in that state, which is required of you to be able to collect sales tax from your customers, mm-hmm. collect that tax, then um, file returns to the state when they tell you to. So they'll give you some type of frequency—sure, uh, monthly, quarterly, annually, um, what have you. So. Um, that's what Nexus is all about. Now, what causes Nexus is the you know obvious follow up question to that, yes, right? Right, right. So the traditional definition is you sitting in your chair in your office, um, or if you have uh, whether it's in your house or you you know you actually have uh, an office in a building or renting an office, that's Nexus. That that means you have presence or a connection to the state that you're living in. So everybody listening to this, if they live in a state that has sales tax laws, has nexus in their home state. Yes. Right. 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 So now what would cause them to have nexus in another state? Things like employees, um, things like, uh, potentially affiliates, depending Mm -hmm. on what state. Um, Things like if they have uh, some sort of retail location in another state, mm-hmm. right? Some of us are a combination of retail and e-commerce, and then the the things like trade shows also. Mm-hmm. The one that catches everybody's attention when it comes to Amazon is the use of FBA. Yes, right. So what's happened is <clears throat> the states have uh, written into their laws. This is not something that comes from us. And what we do on the blog is basically dig out the laws and present them to sellers. Mm -hmm. They've said, look, if you've got stuff stored in a warehouse in our state, that's the same as if you were sitting here in your office in your state, or if you had an employee in your state, that's equal. Um, the definitions is equal and that causes nexus. And that means that you're supposed to, um, go through that process that I talked about, which is get a sales tax license, Collect from your customers um, on items shipped to that state, and then file returns to that state. And right, and that's the big one. That's the that's the uh, oh no moment that we hear about you know so many times per day because Amazon doesn't do anything right to to warn you about that when you sign up for
0: FBA. Right now, the one thing, uh, just clarify this. So, let's say you have inventory in another state the only time that you're going to have to pay sales tax is when you collect it from someone that lives in that state that bought that inventory out of that state, correct?
1: Yes. Well, no. So actually, um, all that matters is that an item gets shipped to that state. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, if you're in California and let's just say you're able to limit your inventory Um, through FBA to be only in California and only in Texas. Okay. Um, All that would matter is that you collect when the item gets shipped to either state. It doesn't matter where it comes from.
0: Okay. But what I'm saying is like, when would you collect the sales tax? You would, if someone bought from, and they live in New York and that inventory came from Texas, Uh, they, would they still pay sales tax because they live in New York, but they bought it from Texas. I thought it was only like you lived in that state, like you went into the store and you bought something. So you're charged sales tax for that state.
1: Gotcha. So in your, in your scenario, um, if someone's in New York, um, and buys from you. The only way you would collect sales tax from that buyer in New York is if you had nexus in New York. Also, gotcha.
0: okay, yeah. okay, and that that makes sense. Yeah. So I just because some people get confused that they think like, okay, I, I I've got inventory in Texas. Now any sale that gets shipped from Texas, I gotcha. Okay, that's not necessarily true, right? It's only when someone lives. It's you got to imagine it like like you said. Like I have almost like a retail store now in Texas. So right. if someone walks into my store in Texas, I have to pay, that, that person has to pay sales tax. When I collect that sales tax as a business, then I send that, that into that, that state for collecting that sales tax.
1: Yep. That's a good way. That's a that's actually a better way of explaining it. So okay. Probably should have had you do it. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to clarify that I'm understanding it correctly because I'm like, I think that's how it works. It makes sense. Um, okay. So now you brought up another good point here, and this is in one of the questions. So I'll just kind of bring it up while we're discussing it. Now- Okay. So let's say that I limit where I want to send it. It costs a little more to do that. I think it's like 30 cents per unit, something like that in in FBA. And I say, you know what? I want to ship all my stuff to that one state. So I can only I only really have to then file in that one state as like, I'm have a business there and I can collect sales tax there. But we both know that Amazon has been known to, to shift our inventory around. Right. Right. Yep. How, is there a way to eliminate that, or is that just the way it is? So now, if I find out that they shipped it to another state, I automatically then have to, com, com, you know, I have to uh, to go and fill out a sales tax, you know, registration for that state.
1: So, to the best of my knowledge, and you're far more advanced on this than I am, um, you know, as a as an active seller, um, there's there's no way to effectively limit. Okay. Where they're moving around the inventory. I, didn't I mean, think so yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, we we deal with thousands and thousands of Amazon sellers. I can't remember offhand anybody saying that they are being able to solve that issue. Okay,
0: okay. So when that does happen, uh, you know, and we notice that, no, you know, now we have uh, inventory in other states. That's when, uh, you know, a light we should come on and say, okay, I guess I better, you know, I better uh, register in that state to to uh, you know comply with with their, you know their state laws and stuff.
1: Yeah. So this, and this triggers to going back to your original question, Sure. this triggers the debate on, okay, when exactly should I pull the trigger? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Go ahead and do it. So this is where we actually spend a lot of time and, um, we'll actually, you know, folks call us or we'll get them on the phone if they email us and just kind of walk through this process. So happy to go through that if you want, if you want. So we, we find that, and again this comes from talking to tons and tons and tons yeah. of sellers thousands people fall into two categories one is look i just want to play this by the book yep i i don't i don't even want to take any chances here so you tell me i need to comply in nevada and i'm in california i'm going to do it tomorrow yep i just don't want to go to bed thinking about it right okay there's that group and, and by the way that's for they don't care if they only have to file a dollar to Nevada, <laughs> right, right. right? right. They, just, they just don't care. Right, right. Then there's the other group. This is kind of the more realistic camp, the one that I would fall into if I was going to be a seller knowing what I know now that says, look, I'm going to be, I, I get it. I'm not going to debate the law. Okay. I'm in California and I've got a ton of stuff in Nevada and I've got customers in Nevada. Um, you've got my attention. I know I'm supposed to be doing this, but, um, I'm going to base my decision on when to comply based on volume, Mm -hmm. okay? So I'm looking at TaxJar, and TaxJar calculates for me what I should have collected in Nevada, and it's $35 this year,
0: Right.
1: okay? I'm not going to go through the work that it takes to get set up in Nevada and send them a check for $35. Mm. If by some chance they find out about me and – decide to come after me for my 35 bucks plus interest and penalties mm-hmm. I can afford that right right I'm right. willing to take that chance yeah right yeah but I'm also going to keep an eye on Nevada mm-hmm. so if that number gets to a point and I'm just making up a random number if it's500 dollars and that starts to make me feel uncomfortable because now that's depending on where I am with my business that's you know that's real money that sure. I can't exactly just reach into my pocket and pay out. Now that now that's time for me to start complying.
0: So and that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I I, think so. Yeah, 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 it it makes sense. And again, I think everyone has to go with their own comfort level of what they think is right, what they think they want to allow as far as like a buffer or whatever like that. Um, And you brought up another thing. So what tax jar does, which I I do like, is it shows you it kind of calculates what you should have collected. And then that way there you can kind of base your decision on that. So it doesn't necessarily report to the states like, hey, these guys have collected this. But what it's doing is it's really taking um, the data that's being brought through your account and it's seeing where all of these orders are coming from. And then it kind of segments them into these different, you know, these different states. And then it shows us uh, what we're uh, we're supposedly uh, collecting. Um, Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So we found out pretty early on in the business that this was a, this was a pretty important part for sellers. Mm. Like, just give me the tools I need to make this decision. Yeah. Um, and we said, okay, so we built exactly what you're describing. We'll tell you where your items are being shipped out of, which gives you nexus, mm-hmm. and we'll also tell you what your what you should have collected or what your current liability is in that state. And from there, you can make a decision. You're looking at Nevada again to use that same example. Mm-hmm. It says seven dollars. Forget it. I'm not going to worry about it. Okay. Some people turn it on. They see a thousand dollars. that has got their attention, right? They're saying, "Oh, you know, actually, this is this is uh, I'm not I'm not comfortable with this." And and that's gonna that's exactly what I need to be able to go ahead and make the decision to go ahead and comply.
0: Yeah, no, and and that's that's exactly uh, that's that's kind of the way I approached it. And uh, and again, just people. I mean, that are listening, I mean, whether you're selling on Amazon or not, if you're selling physical products online, this still, depending on where your, your warehouse is or your inventory is being, if you're using a ship center or something like that, the same thing applies. Um, it's not just Amazon. It's just, that's what we're talking about. I, I was actually talking to, um, uh, one of my students the other day and she was talking about, she has tax jar and, uh, she was going through your blog and stuff like that, but she was a little confused because, uh, She was thinking that because she, um, because that she seen that there was uh, you know, inventory being you know, kind of shifted around and and she could see that in there, that she immediately thought she had to. Now, we could we could debate that and say, well, technically you should, but like you're saying, it's like it's one of those things that if you see it in your dashboard in tax jar, doesn't mean that they're going out to the state and saying, like, hey, just want to let you know. Uh, This is what's happening. It's more like for your eyes. Um, Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And the other thing that she was confused on, this is a big one, too, for anyone else that might be thinking this, which, you know what? Maybe down the line, this will happen. I don't know if it will, because Amazon is really putting this burden on us and and saying, like, you know what? You guys better know what's the right thing to do. And I think they should come up with a better solution, but they're not. But what she was thinking was, if I check that box in the back end of my seller's account and I say that I want to start collecting sales tax in Arizona... Well then, Amazon's going to send them the money after they collect it, and that's not the case. The case that I understand it—correct me if I'm wrong, Mark—is they're basically giving us the money in our payment, in our in our two-week payment, and then it's up to us to send that money in.
1: That's right. Yep. So, um, absolutely right. And to address the first part, there, there's no way we would go to the state and tell somebody they have nexus. I mean, we wouldn't have a business if we did that. We'd be <laughs> <Yeah>. we'd be betraying. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have know, some enemies. Of, yeah, I mean we've got over five thousand <laughs> paying customers. That it's just not in our best interest. Right. So right. but that's good feedback. I mean, maybe we need to make that a little bit more obvious. Yeah. So yeah, this is this gets to this gets to a, another hurdle that a seller has to clear. They're getting the money. They may not even know they're getting the money from Amazon, mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they notice it's time to go ahead and, and file a return and pay what they've collected. Yeah. Uh,
0: um
1: so this is where it can be challenging because to file a return in certain states, in a majority of the states, it's not it's not a super simple process. No. <laughs> so, um, And the kind of high-level view of that is that a seller has to report to the state how much they've sold and collected by jurisdiction in the state. So mm. it's not as simple as saying, hey, I sold <clears> – <throat> to your state and I collected uh, 900, here you go. Mm. The state wants to see that 900 broken down by possibly a thousand different jurisdictions, which is just total nonsense when you think about it. Mm. It, And Amazon gives you a report to do that, but you've got to compile the data manually by jurisdiction. Mm. You have to go through each sale line by line to say, Okay, this one goes to jurisdiction one, this one goes to jurisdiction 10, mm. and that's what we automate, right, so that you don't have to do any of that. But um, definitely, a, to your point, a common point of confusion, people are wondering where the tax money is going and um, – you know, what do they do? What, it, what does it take for them to get prepared to go ahead and make sure that they're filing on time?
0: How many current states do you know offhand that um, Amazon has warehouses? And the last I looked, I thought it was 14.
1: Uh, gosh, it's changing literally by, um, it feels like by the week
0: now. <laughs> I know, right?
1: There, there's been a surge as, yeah. as we're recording this. I mean, there's been a surge in new warehouses that have come online. Okay. So, Okay. I think we're above, we're above 15 at this point, okay. and um, okay. it's not going to slow down. I no, mean, no. making major investments in their infrastructure, and they, their goal is to have you know, two-day, one-day, same-day delivery in as much of the country as they
0: can. Yeah, and that means more warehouses and more locations, so they can spread out your inventory to get it there quicker. Right. That's really that, that's what they're doing, and, and I've, I've experienced that. Um, actually, Mark, I, my wife ordered something in the morning, and it was here by dinnertime. It's just insane.
1: Yeah, so uh, it is absolutely nuts. I mean I just moved from San Diego and and I mean the amount of time – probably five times a day where we used to live, we would see an Amazon van go by Mm. and even – there are people in their own cars with like an Amazon sticker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around. Yep. It
0: it, 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 yeah, it's crazy. It is. And that's what they're doing. They're spreading out the inventory. Um, and, you know, they have some calculations, I'm sure, is to kind of like see where more of the market is buying certain yep. items and stuff. I, I get that. But just understand that, you know, as we're growing a business, whether again, whether it's on Amazon or whether it's you know, wherever you're storing your inventory, that's really what we're talking about here today is just collecting that sales tax. But your it's your responsibility to do that just by checking the box inside your seller's account. That does not mean that Amazon is going to do the work for you. And that's where really tax does come in. Now, I know the last time I checked, not all states you're set up to basically automate that process. Some of them you are, but some of them you're not. Can you talk about that just briefly?
1: Sure. So in all of the states we'll provide you the data that you need to go ahead and file the returns on your own. Right. So we'll take out that short you will take out all that work that I talked about before. Yep. In uh, most of the states, we'll go one step further and file automatically for you for an extra fee if you elect to do so. Yep. So it's up to you. You have the decision, file on your own or have us do it. Yeah, we'll be we'll be at all the states um, in in short order. It's something we're working really hard on, and no, yeah, that would be
0: people. that would be sweet if if that was the case. Because I I actually I hired a VA to help me with that, and um, it is it's it's work. You know what I mean? Like I mean, California yeah. especially seems like they make it really hard. Number one to get the, your sales tax um, number, and then they make it hard for you to to send it in. Like. Uh, it's that one. And there's another state too. It's like, everything's by paper still. Like they won't even let you. And I'm like, that's just, it's insane to me that they make it so hard. I would like to see in the future is again, something where you can log into one portal, you can register in all the States that you need to like in one spot, right? Make it easy. Like if they want to collect the money, they should make it easier. In my opinion, the States that is,
1: No question. So that's, that's the real rub in this whole thing is you don't hear a lot of people debating whether or not, um, tax should be collected. Right. right? I mean, nobody really has a hard time with that, but to your point, you shouldn't, it shouldn't be a second job for me to just try to comply. Right. So it doesn't make any sense you know, the pessimist in me, um, is pretty convinced that, uh, Simplifying this whole thing is probably not at the top of the priority list for the federal government um, mm. to take over from the states, but who knows?
0: Yeah. Now, have you heard anything out there? I mean, you would probably hear more than than I would because you pay more attention to it. Have you heard anybody um, getting audited? And if so, like, how does that happen? Like, do they just contact you by mail? Is it through the phone? Like, how does that work?
1: So, yeah, I mean, we hear pretty routinely of from folks who are. Um, either just relieved a, received a letter from the state, or going through, you know, they've hired an attorney and they um, they want to talk to us about potentially getting a couple years uh, prior data from Amazon, for example, so that they can go through the audit. Um, so it, it does it does happen. <clears throat> um, I would say not a ton, but it does happen more mm-hmm. than people think. Mm-hmm. And I, I do talk to a lot of sellers and say, well, nobody ever gets audited, and that's. That's absolutely not true. Mm. How how do they – so how does that happen? Um, So it's actually – I I hear a few cases typically. One is – this sounds so dumb but it's true. Um, An auditor may be buying something from you on on your site – and they know that you're supposed to collect sales tax and then you don't at checkout. Mm. And then they say, oh, what's, you know, they may look into, well, this looks like a legitimate site. I wonder how much revenue they should be
0: mm-hmm.
1: generating for the state. We're going to reach out to them and send them a letter. Gotcha. Um, okay. We also hear of competitors ratting out um, Oh man, <laughs> other companies.
0: That's crazy. Um, that doesn't surprise me though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And also, just in general the 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 larger, more s- sophisticated states <clears throat> are actually starting to catch up on like e commerce. It sounds hard to believe, but mm. they look they're all desperate for money
0: mm-hmm. yep,
1: and they're looking for new sources of revenue, and they see this wow, this is sort of untapped territory here
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, We need to educate ourselves and look at you know larger. I think the the larger brands and larger sellers are probably at the most risk um, because they're they're going to focus their time on you know the the largest amounts of money, if you will. Right. They're probably not going to come after the guy that owes them 25 bucks. Right. Right. um, No. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely happening and we see it more now than we did three years ago when we started the business.
0: Okay. Okay. Now here's a question. Like, okay. If someone wants to register in these, in these States, um, what's the easiest, Is there a service out there that currently helps with this? Um, I actually talked to my CPA about this. I'm like, you know, you should really come up with a service for this because this is a pain in the neck and people would be willing to pay for it, including myself. Um, And he started looking into it, started actually looking to maybe hiring someone. And he's doing it for a couple of clients just as a test. And he's like, Scott, this is just a pain in the butt going across the board. I mean, it takes time and it takes a lot of money. Like, I think California is like $800 or $1,000 for a, a tax ID.
1: So some some states are easier than others. Um, no surprise there. Yeah, we actually we get so many requests on this that we've partnered with a couple of uh, firms that are experts in this. Oh, Okay. Um, and it typically runs anywhere between seventy five to one hundred dollars per state. Okay. To to uh to get the permit. So okay. yeah, if, if folks want to dive into this. Um, they just need to reach out to us and we can point them in the right direction. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: maybe what we can do, we'll we'll throw something in the show notes and people want to get in touch with you anyway they can, but, uh, maybe they can put something in there about getting that done. Cause I, that's a, that's a pain point. I mean, that's a pain point clearly. Um, as I reached out to my CPA and I'm like, you know, this is a really, (laughs) this is a really like sticking point for a lot of people. And that's why people just don't do it because they'll start the paperwork and they'll be like, you know what? Uh, I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to chance it. You know, I'm just going to take a chance because it's just a pain, you know? Um, And I I blame the state on that. I really do. I think the state, like I said, they need to make it online only, not this, you know, send stuff through the mail. Um, And I think that they should be able to do it that way. Like you said, it's an easy tax revenue for them to bring in if they would make it easier. And I don't know, they got so many different channels probably to move through um, that one person isn't going to make that happen. But if they did, they would. You know, take take it from a guy that uh, you know, not a smart guy, right? But I, I know enough to uh, to know that make it easy, people will do it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you're, you're preaching to the choir now.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. Um, all right. So um, I think we answered a lot of the main ones. So the, I mean, the main thing is here. Like, and you address this. Like, when should I start collecting? And you're saying, like, again, you have to use your own judgment on this. But really, you know, start looking at the data. Um, start looking at the numbers coming through. And and you know, when you think that you're at that number where you're not comfortable with, then it might be time um, to go ahead and start registering for these. And again, let's just kind of revisit this. So if I have inventory in 10 states, are you saying that I should register in all 10 states? Or are you saying that, again, wait until you see where you are if you feel as though your comfort level is at that point?
1: So, yeah, uh, to sort of recap, I would say if you're just starting out, you're brand new, comply in your home state for sure.
0: Definitely. It's the
1: easiest dots for the state to connect. Yep. You're already finding an income tax there. They know you exist. So get that one done. And then, um, yeah, if you have inventory in 10 States and those 10 States have sales tax laws, you're supposed to be complying in those 10 States. My, again, you can either go all in or, you know, my personal preference on this one is to do a wait and see approach. Mm-hmm. And, uh monitor your volume and how much you should be collecting in those states. And when you get to the point where you feel like I can't ignore this anymore, then, you know, go for it, whether it's a couple at a time or you you end up going for all of them.
0: Yeah. And what uh, what would be a way that I would see that if I wasn't using a tax jar? Like, would there be uh, in in my reports? I mean, I can go through all of my all of my, uh, you know, past sales and stuff. But is there an easy way that you know of or not really?
1: No, there's not an easy way to do that. You would have to go through. Your reports and you would also the, <laughs> the real tricky part is you would have to calculate how much sales tax would have been collected, mm. which would mean you'd have to do a lookup of every single transaction mm-hmm. and then come slowly compile that together. So gotcha. that gotcha. would be a pretty big task.
0: Yeah. OK. But if they if they wanted to use tax jar that does all that for you. I know that personally. It's actually a nice clean looking dashboard. It kind of organizes everything for you. How long does that usually take to start pulling in the data?
1: Usually you'll, see, usually you'll see all of your – so when you get a free trial, we'll pull down the last 60 days of data and I don't, usually within 30 minutes, sometimes okay. less. Okay. Yeah, so pretty quickly. And then if you end up subscribing either on a monthly or annual basis, we'll pull down um, all of your transactions to the first of the year.
0: Okay, cool cool. Um, and then that way people can actually see the past 60. So that'll give them a good idea, especially if you're just starting out. Um, I definitely recommend the service. I've been using it for well over a year and a half now. Uh, works well. Um, no complaints there on my part. Uh, actually you guys are always updating it and your information to me is, is really awesome to to have it all out there. um, and to always be kind of on the cutting edge of the sales tax, because it is always kind of like changing, like you said, um, and then I guess, so any last, any last little bits of advice that you would give someone that is kind of like contemplating, uh, you know, getting started or that's already been doing some business and they haven't been doing it. And they're like, oh my gosh, like now what should I do? Like I had someone the other day, Mark say, so now what should I do? Should I go back for the past year and see what I've, I should have collected. And then do I let them know that I should have collected this and then I pay in? Like, what do you do there?
1: Yeah. So if, if you're in that situation, uh, I my highly recommend that you get professional,
0: yeah. Help. Okay.
1: And that's something that we can help you find. I mean, we're happy to make a referral, but okay. that's where we see a lot of folks make a mistake Is they'll say, wow, I just found out about this. I actually, you know, I have a, I'm doing pretty legitimate volume here mm. and you know, this isn't my first month of, I've, I've been doing this for a few years. Yeah. Um, that's where wrong steps will end up costing you money. And we've seen that happen. So, um, if you're in that case, stop what you're doing. I would not communicate with the state at all, mm-hmm. and I would let the professionals do it uh, on your behalf. And that's, again, happy to make that referral for you. Just yeah, let us that's know.
0: that's totally good advice. Definitely seek out uh, professional help. And like you said, you've got people that specialize in this. And I think it's important, too, not to just reach out to any like attorney or CPA. I think people that are familiar with this business helps kind of speed up that, that process uh, because they've done it and they know it. Um so okay that's awesome. So yeah, we're going to link everything up too if you guys want to give uh, TaxJar a try too. I'll I'll put a link in the show notes um to this episode. You can go check that out. And again, you can always go over to um taxjar.com and check all that stuff out over there as far as the blog. Um do you have any any other last little bits of advice you'd like to give anyone Mark before we wrap this up?
1: No, I think we, I think we've covered a lot of the sort of main points that a lot of sellers and, and I'm sure uh, folks that listen to this, um, you know, have in mind as they're trying to get started, we exist to, you know, help sellers. So uh, like you mentioned, Scott, our blog is jam-packed with information. It is. But if, you, if you have any questions, just contact us at com, and, you know, we're happy to point you in the right direction and, and get you started so you don't have to feel frustrated anymore.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, hey, Mark, I'm so glad that I finally got you on here. I've been wanting to touch base with you for a while. We finally got our schedules to line up. This has been awesome. I appreciate you and I appreciate everything that you've done and all the value that you've given. Um, great service, great company. And I just want to say thanks again. I really, really do appreciate you coming on.
1: Thanks, Scott. It means a lot and uh, my pleasure.
0: All right, man. Take care. Same. Okay, so there you go, right? A great conversation, great discussion with Mark who really does have his hands, not his hands, he's got his arms really deep into this sales tax thing, so if there's anyone that I would pay attention to, it would be him and tax jar. and that's why I have been really directing people to the blog, and really just having you educate yourself, and then you make the decision, or you, you maybe even give that to your attorney to look at, because then they can weed through it for you, um, now, if you guys want to sign up for a free account, there's a 30-day trial, um, no credit card required, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash TaxJar, just like it sounds, Tax. JAR, and again, that's the seller.com forward slash tax JAR, and that is an affiliate link. You will buy me a cup of coffee if you sign up through that link, but you will get a 30-day trial, uh, no credit card required, Uh, so really, there's nothing to risk at all. Just uh, go over there and give it a shot, even if you just want to log in with this new account and have it pull in the data and have it show you where your inventory is and maybe what you should have been collecting or what you should be collecting, like that's very very helpful. Um, so I would definitely recommend doing that if anything um, at all. So just I would say definitely go over to the blog and check that out. You can go to the blog by going through that link as well. Just click home and it'll take you to the home page, the blog, and all that stuff. Just a lot a lot of great information. Again, I've been I've been really promoting their service since day one, um, and I haven't received anything other than uh, a t shirt that I just got and uh, a hat. So it was uh, it was really awesome for them to do that. But again, I don't always just promote. Different products to promote them. I promote them because I use them and I believe in them, and uh, that this was one of them. So, just kind of to, to kind of show you that, uh, you know, I really have to believe in something in order for me to, uh, to talk about it and to recommend it. And uh, TaxJar, even if you just go to the blog, consume that content, really, really great resource, so the last thing that I'll remind you is the show notes, the transcripts, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 257, and you'll find all the goodies over there, I think this is a must download for the transcript, by the way, because there's a lot of great information in this conversation, in this discussion that I had with Mark, and uh, it's probably worth printing out and uh, putting it right on your desk somewhere where you can go through it when you need to. All right, so uh, that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. Another great episode. I want to remind you one last time that I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I'm rooting for you, but you have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Come on now. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.